0: Welcome back to episode 171 of the Michael Anthony Show. Thank you for tuning in and um, all the best for 2024. For many of you, unfortunately, 2024 will be no different. There's an echo in this fucking room. Hello? Fucking joke. But that's the price you pay when um, you refuse to work with fellow humans. Um, You end up alone um, when you're 171 shows in as opposed to being with a team of individuals who can ensure that the room isn't echoing and there's a fucking reverb, essentially, off my voice. Um, Some say that's the beauty of the MA show and some say it's holding it back, but it's also something that, in ways, is misunderstood, although I do operate alone on this show. I wouldn't be able to do it without my entourage, And like all narcissistic, egomaniacs, I do have an entourage, four or five dudes, um, that I keep pretty tight. Sometimes I throw rumors into the fire pit um, about each other just to keep them nibbling away at each other, keep them rivals um, like all good entourages should be. So 171, and it's possibly about time that they did get recognized. I'd like to dedicate this piece to... Um, the five or six guys have always been quite tight to proceedings at the Michael Anthony Show and offer them my thanks um, respect and recognition. Uh, it used to be seven, unfortunately, one of them um, is now in a relationship with my former girlfriend uh, so I hope um, that 's going well and wish it well um at the end. Of the day. Right, 2024, where are we going with it? Let's hop at Sven Goran Eriksson first. I don't know who he thinks he is to be taking death on the chin, like he's David Bowie, um, like he is culturally impactful and leaving us with a goodbye record such as Black Star, but that doesn't mean that I don't admire it. Do I believe him? I don't know. Looking at Sven. Is he kind of asking AI to figure something out because I only have a fucking year or is he being brave? I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the latter. Sven Goran Eriksson is someone who's never been given the benefit of the doubt by our society, our community, especially us here in kind of the UK and Irelandy area, but because before Sven took the England job, and this is back in the era in which Mike Bassett's coming out and the English manager's essentially treated like Princess Di-fucking-Anna, the way they should be. Um, I mean, Southgate being left alone by the media has allowed them to kind of finally achieve at tournaments, but they've become immensely boring and unwatchable. And the point of the English football team isn't to win, it's to entertain us and to Give the working classes especially something to shout at when they realise the government just aren't listening. Before Sven came to England, admittedly making things harder for himself than he had to for two reasons. Number one, he agreed to take the Manchester United job when Fergie said he was leaving in '01 before Kathy convinced him to change his mind. Um the Champions League final O two was in Glasgow, Fergie was gonna finish his United career there, all the shit was gonna happen. And Cathy said she didn't want them reign the place. Um and rest in peace to Lady Kathy Ferguson. Uh for that as as well as um raising Sir Alex's family and allowing him to get Darren Ferguson. To play for Manchester United and commit one of the greatest acts of nepotism of all time. Erikson didn't help himself by agreeing to take that United job before Fergie changed his mind. And also by writing Yulrika Johnson, whose previous lovers includes Stan Collymore, mental health advocate or non-mental health advocate. Stan Collymore is rumoured to have battered women. That being said, um, maybe it was the influence of kind of England's controversy-addicted negative mindset that made him be unable to zip up his mickey. But before he landed on the shores, make no mistake that Sven-Goran Eriksson was one of the greatest football managers of all time. In 1982, Goth, Hedberg, or some shit, won the Swedish League, Swedish Cup, and the UEFA Cup. He then takes the Benfica job in 1983, Portuguese League. Portuguese Cup, UEFA Cup final. He won the Coppa Italia at Lazio, Roma, Sampdoria. He won the League at Lazio. He got Benfica to a European Cup final in 1990. We often forget it because and um, the way the human mind works. We're addicted to stimuli that abuses the senses and the paparazzi cameras and the tabloid front page head us Fenghor and Ericsson being associated with the underachievement of the golden era and Rooney's red card and Beckham's fucking personal life and the wags and all that shit sticks at the forefront of our mind and results in us refusing to acknowledge that he was one of the great footballing minds of his time and based on how he's taken this the pancreas really isn't it Not really on the chin you'd have to say one of one of the great men of society so this one's van and anyone who used to watch your sky sports will understand what well, that means they're really really interesting human much more interesting than the type of people who walk around society today a society that is now just really the home of nothingness. The sinking sand of despair. The smell of dread in the air. I'm head to toe in my own fear. I'm going to die and no I need to cry. Ah. Advances in technology have caused us to not really have any of the tests that made us value ourselves, that made us check in with ourselves and ensure that we are um, being true to our quest of authenticity. I mean, work is dead, regardless of how many hours you put in or what craft you're in. It is just easier because human being interpretation of information is no longer really fucking relevant you're on a beanbag you're playing table tennis and you're fucking around and getting a pat on the back at christmas and in many cases a 50 grand deposit for a house that you can't afford but that your parents need you to have so they can look at you get a hat and invite their cunt mates to your wedding a pointless exercise, a waste of cocaine and many people's time because you won't be reinviting us to the divorce party that was at 52% 10 years ago with secularism, hedonism, and all of the above on the rise, that's climbing to 90. Labour's gone, driving people mad. Courtship is gone. I mean, the thrill of the chase. Loving a woman. Approaching her. Using your organs and your facial bones, words. To not only attract her, but convince her. It wasn't just a link, or a meme, or an emoji. There was beauty to the man standing in the rain, knowing he's fucked up. Mrs. Bouviering. Outside of the window, but courtship is now interpreted as abuse, even though you can put a dick pick, fanny pick, fucking beetroot, fucking whatever those fucking little cartoons are, hit up a phone, and give her contact she fucking didn't consent to twenty times a night and get away with it. Um, it doesn't have to be the online apps; it can be DMs, anything. The art of communication the name of courtship is dead and sadly the other day i was playing tennis with an old buddy good game a game that should have a ball boy at all levels Um without one you essentially agree to meet up and go collect balls for an hour but to the right i saw the game of paddle taking place and i winced with despair as I saw four out-of-shape guys engaging with it, with four in-denial lesbians um, whose husband's at home taking his heart medication, waiting to get on the court after them. Because I realized that, Jesus, they've taken work, they've taken courtship, they've taken, I mean, wanking. You know, the, the, the popular fucking East London term, you fucking got- wanker. We grew up, my generation even, wondering why that was even offensive. Because wankers used to be considered the lowest of the low. What is really sadder on a deep level than riding yourself? But we've taken the shame out of riding yourself, going home and pulling your dick, or, I don't know, I'm not really... Entitled to comment on what the female listeners do. Um, taking cricket bats up your fanny. I, I don't know what you'd do. But what I'm saying is, regardless of gender, it's an act littered in shame. Getting into your bed, not touching a warm woman's skin, putting her ear... ...up against her chest bones and hearing the heartbeat at numerous different rates... ...depending on the level of theatre, going on in said bedroom. Going home and fucking yourself. But we've normalised that now to be something that's kind of to be proud of with pornography... There's search bars. I mean, even the cleanest of the clean are now using those search bars. There's fucking comment section, guys. You know? There's comment sections underneath the videos now, as if this is an art form, and which it is, by the way, but as if the point of the art form isn't to allow individuals to fuck themselves. The most loveless, non-human activity there possibly is. I mean... We're nearly encouraging it, not only due to the accessibility of porn. I mean, back in my day, it was Carmen Electra finds jar of milk and fridge or Pam Anderson attempts to save a life. What's making the whole situation worse with Dave Hasselhoff on a beach? That's what you were getting when you were 13. I mean, the kids now, its parental blocks can't even do anything because they can just go on Instagram and see... Fucking do a lipa, shag a microphone in the name of ours. Wank material, by the way. Most modern female music is wank material. Uh, we used to criticize it as if it was a problem and then got the people we wanked to to pretend to be left wing so we could just. Continue to objectify them but change the subject. A very important thing to do changing subjects when accused. I did it recently quite successfully. I took an illegal U turn. On a right turn, two builders came in, drove in the back of me. Pretty serious crash. The front of their car seriously damaged, the backlight of the car I was driving on the side of it seriously damaged. Goes to the insurance company. He claims I was taking a U-turn. And I thought, how can I... How can I put this on their insurance and not mine? So I went back to the, the Johnny Cochran ideology. Don't deny what you've done. Make it irrelevant. The question isn't, was O.J. a murderer? The question is, jury, are the police racist? so I said to Tom in AXA, it doesn't really matter what I was doing past that right turn, whether it was a U-turn, whether I was swinging my dick out in helicopter form. They took that right without achieving a static position. I kind of made up this law about the concept of yielding and how before you swing a car right, you must be static. And I said, what if a child was there and not my car? They're taking willy-nilly rights not knowing what's around the corner. Doesn't matter where I'm positioned. I like that, Michael. Right. So what's that? They didn't achieve a static... But they didn't achieve a static position. Right. I'll call you on Friday. It's on them. Make the subject and the accusation irrelevant. Christine Aguilera and Britney Spears are objectified, and it's wrong. Okay. Here is pro-trans... Now it doesn't matter that she's riding the microphone like Britney Spears did. It, it's irrelevant. We've changed the subject. AI is, of course, making it worse. Previous show guest Kelly Carlin's showing great concern about the fact that AI has um, produced a George Carlin set from Beyond the Grave in which he's self-deprecating about death. The tempo is actually borderline accurate as a sum of the content coming out of the AI Carlin's mouth, which is extremely concerning. Um I mean, as she says, George Carlin's stuff was the subject of his brain, his experiences for a computer to just take that controlled by um people, taking out the fact that they associate emotion with pain, therefore never wanting anyone to feel an emotion again. Um it's immoral and it's wrong and it's scary. And it's going to kind of make us no longer play darts in the boozer and play it on a virtual headset anyway or pool. And I think paddle is just a stepping stone to that. You can't play tennis. You can't be arsed um, with the athleticism or the humanity of knowing if a ball is in or out. Or hitting the net even though your shot was good. All these things that teach you lessons in life, in humanity. That although you can think you've done things perfectly, it still might not go your way. And sometimes, even if you fuck up, you can get a let over. And you don't deserve something. You apologize to that guy on the other side of the net. That's on me. You're not really playing tennis. You're practicing life. But fuck that. We don't plan on there being a life. Jackie down the line. So we'll create a shit version of tennis that anybody can play, in which you hold a wooden thing with holes on it and hit this fucking shit impression of a tennis ball. There's no outs, it goes off the wall. Fuck at the odd time you can even run out of the court and hit it back in. And we'll target retired sportsmen who still have that competitive streak, who aren't arse going down to the fucking golf course and have some accountant and ask them, how'd you do it? When the, when the fucking fans are there, and I know you don't want to talk about it, but how did you do it? Fuck that. They don't want to put up with that shit anymore to get a fucking job in a bank. Let's go play paddle. Throw it on your Instagram and they will, in turn, grow the sport and accidentally dehumanise us. Because what the fuck do they care? They've lived their life. As Josh Tillman sang, Total Entertainment Forever. ...betting Taylor Swift every night inside the Oculus Rift... ...and that's essentially what the fuck we're doing with this NFL shit... ...in which Taylor Swift is getting more airtime than Patrick Mahomes... ...on all of the fucking channels covering the sport... ...because what the people at the top have realised... Is that the internet is not making it about the fucking art form or the sport. It's making it about the entertainment value. She's going to be on the cover of Madden. Fuck me, you might be able to fucking play with her as a running back in career mode. We've seen it with boxing. It's just about how can we just celebrate? the abuse of stimuli. Forget the value or integrity of a sport. What we need is something that grabs the 30-second attention of these controlled, pseudo-socialist left-wing individuals who couldn't be playing up and into the hands of capitalism any fucking more by robotically just wiggling their finger second after second forget a night walk forget human interaction let me wank let me scroll and soon it's going to be let me put on the fucking headset and if you think george carlin's work or probably soon to be john lennon's work getting nicked by a robot is bad you might say you know it takes a talent to build in the first place and they're dead anyway now why not experience them what about when liverpool are playing city in real life but they're also playing in ai and the ai is guaranteeing you results and games that mirror the fucking famous Liverpool, Newcastle, mid-90s thing and controversy and Halland shows up every single time. What about when they're guaranteeing you the entertainment? And you could sit here and listen and say that will never happen. Humans will always need to be in touch with their humanity and also 20 years when you're putting on the headset and you're flicking through the fucking... You're you're flicking through the fucking... uh, brochure and you're going, do I want to fuck Cameron Diaz 96? What about Eva Longoria early noughties, that's a good option and by the way, the argument of the actresses will be, it's not really me I mean, I've held up butter and sold pensions for a million quid fuck it, you can pretend it's me on AI for five million, you can fuck Cameron Diaz and we will put sensors on your fingers and you can just sit there in your gaff forgetting by the way that this headset doesn't change the fact that you still are a fucking wanker, because the shame of being a wanker is now gone, and you'll be able to kind of feel their ass and their breast. Now, a friend of mine pointed out recently to me, but you can never recreate the smell of a dick or a gay, and maybe that is, the sense that will save us. Maybe the, maybe the dick juice isn't AI-able. Maybe until the day the actual figure of AI can experience an orgasm, we will never really, truly enjoy their presence. And maybe Cameron O'Shaughnessy, who's warm and whose ghee juice you can smell, will be a better option than Cameron Diaz. Maybe it's a flash in the pan, but you just don't know because human beings are so fucking stupid and so easy to hypnotize and so fucking hypocritical and they will worship anything that gets them acceptance over what they really value from an integrity point of view. Guys meeting up and drinking cans of Monster Energy watching this guy who's actually a disgrace to the nation fight in a cage and speak nonsense even though he's so insecure that he assaults an old man who refuses a shot of his whiskey drink. Of course, I'm talking about Conor McGregor. People go, why did he punch him? Is it not quite clear? The guy hated who he was so much that he admittedly adopted hard work, but it was easier to adopt it when you're running away from such a level of shame of who you are. And when he walked into a bar and saw a working-class old man who didn't need, not just his glass of whiskey, but didn't need the validation of excessive fame, notoriety and wealth to be happy, that's what that whiskey rejection was. He walked in, have me whiskey. Well, I'm all right just sitting at the bar. How fucking dare you? If you're all right sitting at this bar, everything i have after fucking doing was for nothing. Here's a punch in the fucking jaw. He's not a bad person. He's just highly insecure. But people associate him with confidence because when they were doing coke at the after session, taking their own false confidence drug, they would something to talk about and they all knew they were wrong. People know they're wrong when they watch fucking Love Island or when they waste their fucking lives and silence their dreams in the name of acceptability or they continue to enjoy the taste of that fucking cunt's lasagna who they've been living with for the last 10 years, even though quite clearly in the era of secularism, the concept of spending your life with one individual makes no fucking sense. Enjoy every flavor, sound and smell, not in a sexual way, just in an ideological way. People are going to go with it because they'll be so angry at themselves for turning off their inner human. That if you're standing there going, guys, that isn't actually John Lennon, and they're rocking out sharing it, spreading it, and making it top the fucking charts. AI, and I'm not talking covers of music. I'm talking rewritten Beatles stuff based off the fucking algorithm they use that can interpret the styles like they did with George Carlin. When that shit is beating a human, they're going to turn to you and say, it sounds better, man. You're living in the past. Don't think you'll always view it as wrong. Or even consciously go with it. You just won't know what you're doing. Because groupthink exceeds personal beliefs. It's like that cousin you have who's a yoga instructor who you believe is genuinely into mindfulness as opposed to the concept of showing everybody on Instagram her fucking arsehole. Or his arsehole. But fuck it, I'm not gonna... Her arsehole. Or... That other cousin you have who loves traveling, you know, he always had a passion for seeing the world, okay? Go to Vietnam without your Instagram. Do a downward dog up against a wall in a warehouse without your Instagram, and you're shagging a wall, okay? You know, the world's changed, and... People have become more open-minded. We're all aware that one day we die. You want you want to see every nook and cranny that's on the earth. You know you want to see every corner. But when are you gonna see every nook and cranny of what the fuck's on the inside? Because that comes first. That's what you're dragging all over the fucking world. And that's what you're putting on the fucking yoga man. They're not showing themselves anything. They're showing you offs. they think is their growth and development but it's really a bit of a help me guys all these delusions used to be internal and when you're pushing your fucking suitcase through the airport regardless of where you're landing or why you're landing there you pretend you're in the Champions League squad old school delusion you could be 10, 20 or 30 I still do it If I arrive on a flight between Ireland and the fucking UK and I'm coming through the part where it stops being the bag collection and it's now arrivals, I pretend I'm Fergie. Or Alexander Butner, minimum. Because that was internal imagination. That's what we've always relied on. You always, in a way, should be singing into the hairbrush as if it's a Glastonbury that's just being in touch with your inner child and optimism but sadly cons are now filming the entrance point to the airport so it's not for them it's for it's for you one sec you just fucking rambling on for block his number stupid bring <laughs> in me I mean, we've always um, had a commonality that links us, that was in and around the group Think family. If you see the next-door neighbour, in Ireland specifically, wheel in her child after getting one of those fucking vaccines you get when you're a child, probably for no reason, that leaves a mark that looks like the fucking Grand Canyon in your deltoid that actually tells you, I am Irish. You can be walking down California in your twenty, down the fucking Sunset Boulevard, and all you need to see is the fucking size of the vaccine mark on a fucking red arm, and go, "There's a patty." I mean, the choice to even bring the kid for the fucking vaccine after seeing the level of violence that that chainsaw put in to fucking Rachel's arm suggests so, we've always had an element to keeping up with the Joneses, but at least it was kind of physical stamping as opposed to this betrayal of our internal sense of self so what i like to do is to try and always stay in touch with the part of yourself that is private and has a barbed wire surrounding it that gives other people no access even with the concept of ai using al- algorithms to take all this material, you'd wonder if you have to, in some way, make your work be uncopyable to make sure that it cannot be plagiarized. Harvey Price writes, Jordan! How do you copy that? Or even, like, I have little personal hobbies I still enjoy. I was in a bar around eight months ago, and there was this guy who used to play... Uh, you know that game where you beat the shit out of each other for other guys, like, taking the ball and, you know, we're going to put the ball over your line. You kind of, like, fucking, you chase them down as if like, as if you're mugging them when they're trying to, like, put the ball over your line. I mean, rugby, I think it's called. Just people who obviously engage in that have an immense inability to deal with the concept of testosterone. Um... I mean, we talk about the problems with like female commentators commentating in football because the growth of the female game has obviously been so um, remarkable in the last few years. We don't really seem to have the problem in the, the rugby's because women will always kind of be looking at that going, what the fuck are you talking about? You can't just beat each other up. That's, that's not for no reason. Because the concept isn't beating each other up. At least when you're a boxer and you've come from such a traumatic background, you're able to take those blows to the head. We're watching you because we know look how fucked up these people are. They're going to beat each other up for money. Same with like, whatever, <clears throat> UFC. But in rugby, the funniest thing about the violence is they disguise it with a ball. So it's like these 30 children running around a back garden with this white thing going in the middle. And if you touch the white thing, I'm going to fucking get you, you know? Fucking put my shoulder in your, your fucking face, man, you know, break your cheekbones over that fucking white thing. Ridiculous. So I've always taken a bit of fun and kinda if you know, so like there was there was a guy who used to play for um the IRFU team, but he wasn't like a well known maybe like an eight capped guy. Uh and he played for a few of the provincial teams. And I was in a toilet. I was just with certain company that the world was beating up and I was just feeling a bit isolated. I wasn't feeling alive. I didn't know where to turn. The alcohol wasn't working because it never fucking does quit. That, by the way, recommend it to everybody listening to this show. The cigarettes weren't working because, I've said it many times before, the whole concept of smoking is to be cool, but the company I was with, you wouldn't even want to be fucking cool around them. So nothing was working. I walk up to the Jacks. This a capper standing beside me, a big fucking potato head and a protruding forehead, couldn't open his fucking eyes. There was four of us all in the urinal, and he was just angry. But he was just angry. Just be, being alive was just angering, you know. They celebrate drink culture in these violent sports, but it's just to get angrier. Sometimes they take it out by putting a match in their bell end. Sometimes it's like a out of tune chant, which is kind of clumsy and not like communal. It's very much like leave them in the corner when they start the chance that they think are funny as opposed to let's get the whole bar singing and he's swaying side to side so I just knew, like obviously you can't manage his testosterone it'd be quite funny to see how angry this guy could get off nothing so there was four of us there uh, and I um, just kind of I don't know how you kind of use the term fart like, without sounding and so I just farted and Everyone was kind of going. It's just unbelievably inappropriate, but no one really knew who did it because there was ten of us over on the toilet, which was four of us in the urinals. And I just looked at him. What are do you doing, man? What the fuck are you are fuck fucking doing, fucking fucking smart con? There's ten of us in the toilet here. If you, if you, if you want to fart, just go into the cubicle. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't me. Who fucking fart, you fucking con. So Stare straight ahead. I can already see right. This this is this is just brilliant fun, and I know I'm well protected here. Not only by the law, but the fact there's 10 of us in the jacks. He can't, there's not much he can do. I'll wait 10 seconds and just go again, this time double in length. So he turns to the right and he's staring at me angrily. Again, the two guys to the right of us in the urinal kind of assume it's him because why would I accuse him if it was me? And I just go, what's your fucking problem, man? Are hey, you a fucking smack on, you I go, what are you... There's other people that starts genuinely trying to tear the fucking urinal off the wall and has to be held back by his mates. It goes on for a minute. How oh, fuck is Malcon? you don't want fucking and why do I do that to feel alive in a community that's trying to make us all to feel myself in a community that's trying to make us all feel the same? Is it immaturity? Yes. Is him shouting over his mate's fucking head? with his veins popping out of his neck over being wrongly accused of a fart like he's in fucking Montessori um, kind of unethical and juvenile on all of our behalves absolutely but did I return to that smoking area feeling better about myself? yes I didn't even tell the people I was with I just stored it inside and go yeah there's something out there next time you meet A rugby international who has under 30 caps falsely accuse him of a fucking nothing misdemeanor. So it's not just about taking little breaks. But just do everything the exact opposite of what they want you to do. And try and make your dopamine less reliant on the things that they have neuromarketed. Um... Into reality, such as sugar. Sugar's a bit of fun; it has green and red wrappers, and it tastes good. And you can make self-deprecative jokes about being a bit fat, and kind of go, oh, "I'm at it again. I'm, I'm eating badly. I'm, I'm the exact opposite of that gimp personal trainer. I don't want to be." But in reality, sugar is something that targets trauma, and um, they've actually had teams of people in, knowing that people who are going through painful times, um, will rely on this for a quick dopamine hit because they wrongly associate sugar with happiness, even though it's just pleasure. And pleasure and happiness are two different fucking things. Happiness is a form of contentment. Pleasure are these little fucking hits uh, to the senses that you get. That is the reason why the obesity problem is so dominant in the working class. Because if we put a fucking bookies and a sweet shop on the corner, they will never get to the position of education or sense of self where they can challenge the system and actually do something for themselves. So they will down cans of lager, eat a bag of sweets, and lose a fucking accumulator while shouting <laughs> and at every minority that walks by them. Can I get a fucking hell yeah? Mexican kids in America. Uh, four out of five of the cunts are obese now. Sugar reliance. Mom and dad are fighting. They're stressed about fucking border control. He might even be hitting her. Dad's probably not around. Head to the shop. Get yourself a fucking big slushy like Millhouse and fucking Bard. Down it. Get a man tit. And get a fucking stomach. And then become a fucking laborer with absolutely no fucking rights and let the government stamp all over you all over again. The coca colonization is what they fucking call this. Vending machines are like fucking drug dealers staring at you. They give the government the tax off the excessive profits they're getting from numbing those of disadvantage. And we focus on the heavy drugs, you know, fucking heroin, you know. All those junkies, it's a pity about heroin, they can't get their lives together, you know. They love a bit. they love the opioids, a bit of ketamine even, a bit, bit of hashish on the streets. You know, there's there's a much more in-our-face problem that doesn't kind of involve yellow teeth and brown nails and it's obesity in working-class communities. Because it's not some dealer who's shipping it in. The problem with the fucking sugar one is it's the fucking government fucking dealing it. And that also goes for fucking antidepressants and everything else that goes with it. They're so good at what they do they will kill any sense of individuality you have. So if, you, if you're if you kind of going, oh, I'm going to get in shape so I can fend for myself and eat clean, they will pop a cunt up on your screen going, right, day two, the macro challenge. And you want to get a fucking burger immediately. So just check out of all of it And don't be influenced positively or negatively online so you can fucking hold on to some chance at survival that will give you the opportunity to have a positive emotion and a fucking consistent fucking heartbeat that's in line with your soul that you've decided still exists. Evidence or no fucking evidence. Listeners, we've a lot of exciting things coming up on the Michael Anthony Show. Recently, we asked, who do you want to see? on the Michael Anthony Show in 2024. And there was a really interesting answer that kept appearing. Roy Keane uh, hadn't thought of that at all. So I appreciate all of those who suggested that. Obviously, we've done Yap Stam and Andy Cole from the treble team, as well as Brian Robson, who was an iconic midfield captain. Um, and we never thought uh, to get Roy Keane on. Um, being probably one of the most fascinating personalities in the history of world football, as well as one of the most important players in the history of Manchester United. So I'll give him a call tomorrow Um, and ask Roy if he wants to come on. You thick fucking cunts. Don't answer questions posed by the show if you're going to talk nonsense. Uh, Give it a rating on one of the things. You listen to it on. I love you. I've been Michael Anthony. And um, I don't know if we're going to still do. I're going to do it just yeah, .MA show. All right, thank you. It's been how many years more oh, boy The pill started. You, you audio still picks. don't know my chairs of joy No need to go. Just take oh, it yo, slow podcast. Have you heard The Michael lands show? Nice show Makes me feel just fine What's the Makes me see but what about those tears? Believe my eyes. For the hell's that make it make a fist? Makes me feel alright.